The following message is brought to you by Champions Church. For more information, please visit champschurch.com. again. It's Pastor Preston and his family's turn for a vacation this week, so we'll let him do that. <laughs> so, this morning we're going to talk about landmarks. Anyone know what a landmark is? It's good. If you don't, you will by the end of this. So, um, Say you're on vacation and you talk to someone that's not from here, and then you get a conversation going, you say, oh yeah, I'm from Abilene, Texas. So at this point, go inside their brain. When you say you're from Abilene, Texas, what do you think pops in their head? Anyone? Cowboys? Flatland? Longhorns? And some of that may be true, um, some of that may, may not be, because Abilene is not the most iconic city in, in the country. It's not the most iconic city in, in the state. So, um, but, but there are some, some other, other cities with, with more iconic things in there. But let's first look at one of the definitions of landmark, as we usually do. Landmark, a building or other place that is of outstanding historical Aesthetic or cultural importance, often declared as such and given a special status, like a landmark designation, ordaining its preservation by some authorizing organization. So in other words, it's some important thing, some important structure in a city. So if I name some of these other cities, you guys name some of the landmarks. So how about San Francisco? Golden Gate Bridge. What about... St. Louis, <laughs> the Arch, um, how about let's go in Texas, San Antonio, yes, always remember that, right, um, what about Sydney, yeah, the Opera House, uh, Paris, how about I'll go with the whole country, China, Great Wall or Orange Chicken, something like that, you know. So, any of these things, they're, they're, they're structures with significance. So, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty easy way to grasp the first definition of, of landmark. It's, it's, it's pretty basic. But there's another definition of landmark, which is a significant or historic event, juncture, achievement, etc. So, it's something important that has happened in time, whether it's with a, a civilization, whether it's with a person, an organization, something like that. So it's just like, like a turning point, a checkpoint in, in time. So to uh, illustrate landmark, that second definition of landmark, I'm going to go to an example, picture. Of course, I'm two minutes in, and I'm already referencing Disney World. So people that aren't familiar with Disney stuff, they'll, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's that golf ball, right? But um, it's not. It's called uh, Spaceship Earth. And what it is, is it's, it's the 
it's the iconic thing when, when you talk about Epcot. And it's the first thing you see when you enter Epcot, kind of. Like you enter in the gate and then it's, it's there. Actually, you can see it before you, you get to it. It's, it's a really massive structure and it's the only, I've passed by that so many times, but like every time I pass by, like I have to take a new picture of it. Because like to me, it's, it's, it's an impressive structure even though it's like 35 years old. But it, it's, it's a landmark in both definitions because it's what's associated with Epcot, but also inside of there is, is a ride, and it's called um, Spaceship Earth, as I said already. And what it is is a 15-minute dark ride that demonstrates to guests how advancements in human communication have helped to create the future one step at a time. So as you get into the ride vehicle, it's a, it's a slow-moving ride, and then there's narration behind you just telling you different points in history that, that, that were turning points. Uh, you first enter in a like, big digital mural of woolly mammoths and cavemen hunting, and then you move on to Egyptians making papyrus, the, pi the, the paper that, that they wrote things on, Egyptian things on, and then Rome having all kinds of records, and, and then Rome burned, and the printing press, I'm not sure if that's, I flip-flopped that, but the printing press, seeing man on the moon, the, the Apple guys in their garage making the first computers, and, and also other things, all the way up to, to present day. So everything that, that, that we see in there, it shaped the world to what it is now based on, based on human achievements. So when you go through that ride, it's showing different landmarks in time. And as we look in the Bible, we want to go to Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, one of the first landmark events in history was after the flood. Verse 20, that Noah built an altar to the Lord. And took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. So right there, the flood, that's pretty iconic. Noah surviving the flood with his family, that's pretty Landmarkish. I don't think that's a word. Landmarkish as well. So Noah, Noah realized af after he, he survived that, like, I'm going to thank God for that. I'm going to build an altar, which is a landmark in itself, and then also you know, sacrifice to God. And, and when he did that, it said it was pleasing to the Lord. It was a soothing smell to him. So, you know, in response to that, God also made a, a landmark with, with Noah and all of us as well, saying, you know, I will never, never again curse the ground for man's sake. And then you go on into the next chapter, chapter 9. Um, it starts out with God saying, be fruitful and multiply. Verse 12 says, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you. And every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations, generations after generation after generation. I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood 
to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. So God did, you know, a two for one also. He, he put the, a physical thing in the sky to signify his covenant with us, his landmark with us, and also to signify that he will never again destroy the earth with water. So, so we, we've, we've looked at these two they're pretty big landmarks in history, in, in biblical history. So, like, how, how, how do we get to these points? Like, how, how, how do we, what are the stepping stones to, to get to these monumental occasions? So, let's kind of look and deconstruct how, how you can get there. And to do that, we're going to go back there to Spaceship Earth. Because at the end of the ride... As you go through all of history, it takes you back to the beginning of the ride, and there are touch screens on the, the, the back of the, the seat in front of you, and it asks you different questions, like, are you a, like, as far as vacations going, like, are you a planner, or do you like to wing it? And I'm like, I like both, but I like to plan. Uh, or, or are you, do you like, do you prefer leisure, health? work or home? Leisure. So <laughs> do you prefer solar power or wind power? You know, or or when, when, you, when you leave for a vacation, do you worry more about your pet or your home? So some questions like that. And, and, and after you enter in all your answers, it says, stay tuned. We're building your future. So all, all of these choices that we make contribute to creating our imaginary future. So based upon the answers I made, I think every time I pretty much pick the same thing, so I have the same imaginary future every time. So, and, and it shows, shows things like, okay, you're going to get in your flying car and, and go to this, this nice remote island from your home in the city, and then you're going to use a PDA. It's a little outdated, the ride. It says you're going to use a PDA to check on your home and stuff, and then and you're going to be happy and 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 do all kinds of good things so so the, the choices that we make there it determines determines our future and as we as we look at psalm 37 verse 23 the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord and he delights in his way so there's our answer right there though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He's ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. No, this is, this is from Psalms, and, and we know that Scripture in, in the Bible it was written for different people groups at that time, but we can also know that it can be applied to us, like the steps of a good man are ordered by God. We, we know, like, if, if we invert that right there, like, if my steps are ordered by God, I'm a good man. So that, that's, that's a good rule to live by. So we want to be, we, we want to follow all of those steps, just like in, in, the, in the questionnaire at the end of the ride, 
making those choices to, to determine what kind of, of future we're going to have. We need to have our steps ordered by God in order to hit these, these certain landmarks because we can have more than one landmark in our life. It's not just one iconic thing that happens in our life. Like, like when, when, we're, when we're older, we can look back and see that, oh, man, this was important, this was important, this was important, and this was important. So in another way to, to kind of get on, on the right foot, um, I was at a, a conference yesterday, and they did one of those illustrations with a song, and they, they held up a, a poster board. Um, most of us have seen some, something like this before, and they have a word. But the unique thing about this was that the word that they wrote on there, that the, the participants picked out themselves. So even afterwards, they, had, they, they explained why they, they chose these words and, 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 and what happened, their, their little story, and then and what happened after that. But some, some of the words, I'm not sure if these were the exact words, but like one word would have been addict. Another one would have been fear. Another one would have been abandoned. But um, at, at the end of the song or towards the end of the song, the, these cards turned around to show what they were transformed into, like addict turned into free. Fear turned into brave. Abandoned turned into the child of God. So, so we know that, that there are two sides to every, every, every card, two sides to every, every coin. And we know that, that God is capable of doing these from, from turning these, these, these landmarks that may be negatives into positives. Because in Isaiah 61, verse 3, it says, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that may be, may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. You know, going, going back to the first part of that, to give beauty for ashes. Ashes is, what good are ashes? Like, that, that's, it's the, the remains of something that was disintegrated. That, that was, well, not actually disintegrated, but like, you know, useless, pretty much. So God can take that and turn that into something beautiful. He can give us a garment of praise for, for whatever heaviness is, is on us. So we know that, that, that God can, can always give us more. God wants to give us more. Like Ephesians 3.20, to him who is able to do, it's exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think because, you know, we, we've got pretty good imaginations. We, we, we can ask a lot of things. You know, God can do much more above that. I can think about a lot of things that... that that could be good. We, we all have good imagination, so, so God can exceed those expectations. He can blow our mind with, with anything, anything that, that, that we can ask. In 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. If there's a period there, that would be great. It'd be great by itself uh, because, you know, you apply that to us, like, you know, we're going through something, and then God comforted us. God sent me the answer, period. Oh, there's a landmark right there. That's good. But there's not. There's a comma. It goes on to say, you know, God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves 
are comforted by God. So when God comforts us, it doesn't end with us. We, we've, we've got to share with that and, and testify, just like, like Darlene did today, just, just testifying of, of, you know, the love and the, and the prayers she's felt. Like that, I'm, that encouraged everyone here. So, so that, that landmark in her life was shared with all of us. So, so we, we don't, we need to not shy away from, from sharing what, what God is doing in our life um, and, and not feel like we're, we're bragging on, on anything because when, when we share like that, we're, we're bragging on the power of God and, and he's the one that's to be glorified. So, so we need to, you know, be, be diligent in doing that. Just keep on, you know, spreading the, the goodness of God that is happening in our lives and, and in the lives of others to, to share with each other because these are the building blocks for our own landmarks to, to, to know what has done because when you receive your victory, it's meant to be shared and landmarks, they, they define your life and, and they don't have to be just, just a victory that happens. It can be an attribute that you have that, that when people know you, they're like, oh yeah, they're, they're such a good encourager. That's a landmark in itself, or, or like they're, they're so, they're, they're helpful, they're, they're friendly, like when they walk in a room, they, they light up the room, you know, that, that could be a, a, a good landmark attribute um, with you as well, because, because as, as we are disciples of God and children of God, these landmarks are going to point to, to God's faithfulness. Every little thing that, that, that we experience, every, every little positive thing that, that we receive from God is going to point so it's his faithfulness because when you see an iconic landmark, just like we, we discussed earlier, when you see one of those iconic landmarks, you see a picture of it, you know where you are. Um, last week, we were, um, we were meeting the, the Ganeshas for, for dinner last Saturday. Yep. I don't, I don't know what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then Liz, Liz texted me, said, hey, we're at the gate. So um, we, we could have met, uh, waited for them at, at the restaurant. But we're like, no, we'll at the gate and, and meet them there. Because um, I like to see um, people's reactions in, to, like, experiences for the first time. And, um, and Avery was with them. How old is she, four? She's four. Um, we, were, we were at the Magic Kingdom. So, we walk in, and the buildings are, 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 are kind of covering um, the background, yes, in the castle, and then, like, um, they're, they're walking here, this side, and then Avery's over here, and then we turn a corner where, uh, where the buildings were covering the castle, and then I think, Chris, you said, hey, Avery, there's a castle, and then her... her her expression was kind of neutral at the time, but, um, you know, when, when he said, hey, Avery, there's a castle, and then, like, her eyes look up, and then, like, her face was like, <laughs> so, she had never been to, to Disney World before, but, but she, she seen pictures and videos, like, every time you see a Disney movie, there's a castle right there, so you, she knew what that was, so once her eyes saw that, she knew where she was. Like, she had, even though she was already on Disney World property, like, she saw that, I'm at Disney World now. This is, it. This is real right now. This is it. 
So in the same way, when people see something in you that, that, that is so powerful from, from, from the power of God, that's, that's going to reflect God's faithfulness in, in your life. They're going to see that and say, you know, that's, that, that's definitely God. That's, that's God's faithfulness. I know where that person has been. I know where that person is. And I know if, if where anything that hits them, I, I know where, where they're going to go with that because that, that's such a, a powerful, iconic attribute, landmark in their life that, that there's, there's no other way, there's no other place that that, that, can, that can come from but the faithfulness of God. And let's look at Isaiah 41. I'm going to read a few verses here. I'm almost done. You can come up. <laughs> Isaiah 41. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord. And your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, behold, I will make you into a threshing sledge with sharp teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. You shall winnow them and, sh- and the wind shall carry them away and the whirlwind shall scatter them. You shall rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. The poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. But I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers and desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the myrtle and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the box tree together. And why is God, you know, for lack of a better term, showing off what he can do? It's all because of this. He does all this that they may see and know and consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created it. So all these landmarks in our lives, they point to God's faithfulness. They show the power of God at work in our life because when we have landmarks in our life, like we, we may not have already deconstructed our life and, and seen like, okay, this is, you know, this is where I got saved. This is where, you know, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, this is when God took me out of this thing. If, if you haven't done that, that's okay. Like we can, we can do that anytime and just, just look to see what God has done. But then when we take note of that and see that, and you're, we're going through something right now. You can see God was faithful here. He was faithful here. He's faithful there. He can be faithful now. So we just got to remember that to see that everything that we have is by the hand of God. Everything that we have is by his, his power to, to give us these checkpoints to, to remember. Just like Noah built an altar to commemorate them surviving the flood. Uh, we just need to be, there's always room to be more thankful, to be more, more of a grateful people, and to just thank God for every little victory, every little miracle, every little thing that, that, he, that he gives us, just, just to remember that so that it can encourage ourselves, we can encourage each other with our victories.
Let's all stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Champions Church. We invite you to join us this Sunday for our celebration worship service. For more information, please visit us at champschurch.com.